and welcome to the U Sports Done Right podcast. My name's Dan Harrison, and I'm coming to you today live from Arden Hills at MindRight Training, introducing a series with Travis Rogers about how to bring our athletes to a point where they can experience optimal performance through the mental game. Travis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dan. Thanks for being here. I'm excited. Awesome. So, Travis, you have some things planned for us today to talk about that optimal mindset. How do we get kids to uh, improve their performance. Tell me a little bit what you have for us. Awesome. So, so re- really, based on characteristics, characteristics that have found that found through research. Um, one of the big researchers on this, Carol Dweck, growth mindset research done number of years ago, um, finding some characteristics that mostly done done through middle school um, kids, but but it's varied a lot now since then. Characteristics that over years show that show us the best development or kids that can make the best development have the most success that research done by carol dweck has trickled into to athletics um, and has been expand, expanded a lot through athletics so so basically the growth mindset stuff um, she's found two two types of mindset growth mindset fixed mindset kids are on a spectrum of that not necessarily one side or another but growth mindset kids are kids that really love challenges, want to take on challenges, kids that overcome failure much easier. On the other side of the spectrum, fixed mindset kids don't like to take on challenges and are afraid of making mistakes. So it translates really smoothly into athletics. What kind of kids, what kind of athletes do we want? So it's all kind of started with the growth mindset and expanded beyond that and, and talking about things like controllables certain athletes are are more able to focus on controllable things other athletes aren't able to focus as well on controllables some athletes are focused on outcome and outcome based things a lot of times are not are outside of our control as opposed to things within our control the process that kids are going through to reach so um, that's kind of where it all starts so Travis, we're talking mostly to coaches today, correct? And so right. as, a, as a coach, how do I approach kids and meet them where they are on the spectrum and help move them? Because my guess is you're gonna tell us that that growth mindset helps raise our performance to be more optimal, to be able to perform better in situations, correct? Yeah, so, so great question. Um, it is a spectrum, so you'll notice right away as coaches, you'll notice some kids that are that are really wound up in the outcome is a good thing to look for. They're, they're really worried about how many hits they get, right? And we know as, as coaches, if that's the case, they ride this roller coaster of success, failure, wanting to show up for practice. The, 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 whole, the whole idea here is to, is to help kids develop a joy and a passion that drives, um, drives their, their athletic endeavors. So we want kids that, that are just all in building intrinsic motivation. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself on that, but but show up every day with this desire to get better. If we can develop that in kids, we're really on to something. So if we step back from that and find out where kids are at, are they all in? They show up to practice every day. Um, they show up to games with a great energy, a love for the game. They're in a good place, right? Some kids aren't in that place, and it's and it's different for all the kids. But things to look for are: are they just worried about the outcome? Did they get four hits? 
Um, other things to look for, do they have a fear of failure? So when, you, when they're in big situations, do they get really nervous? When they do make a mistake, is the body language really bad? Do they sulk? Things like that. Those are the kids on the other end of the spectrum or somewhere in between. With kids like that, we really want to help them focus on the controllable aspects of the game, number one. So if they're, if they're focused on taking great energy swings in their at-bats and we help them to focus on that as coaches, obviously they won't ride the roller coaster. It's something they can control. I'm going to go up and I'm going to take great swings in this at-bat. If we talk about in basketball, let's go out on the court and let's have great energy. Points don't matter. How many points you score doesn't matter. Let's have great energy. They're going to focus on that great energy, and that's something they can control from day to day. These type of things start making athletes much more passionate about the game. They don't ride the roller coaster. They don't base um, how they're doing against how their buddy's doing. Well, he scores 10 points a game, and I only score two. I'm not very good. He's much better than me. It's not based on any of these measurables versus anybody else it's just based on something I show up every day I control this I can get better from this um, as opposed to, again the opposite where where they're riding the roller coaster so Trav as a coach then I hear you say helping them focus on that how are you getting their attention drawn back into it is it is it through feedback from you is it stuff you're showing them telling them so I think it starts with them to say uh, I'll go through all my teams or anybody I work with. Listen, here's the characteristics that you want to have to develop optimally as an athlete. Here are the characteristics. You want to be able to overcome failure. Um, you want to show up every day with practice with, with the idea of how do I get better today. Um, when you make mistakes, how do I get better? What do I need to do to get better? Those are a few of the characteristics of somebody that has the optimal, uh, optimal mindset. It's not, I had a bad game, now I suck. Then what do you do at practice the next day? So, so it's always this idea of how do I grow, develop, get better, um, play with passion. So I'll go through, these are the characteristics that we wanna have. Do you agree, whether it's a team, uh, an individual I'm working with or coaches. Do you agree these are the characteristics that, that, that a great athlete to reach optimal development wants to have? Of course, these are the characteristics. I wanna have uh, another one is I can take criticism. So if a coach tells me something, I can take that, use it. Uh, somebody on the other end of the spectrum says, ah, I don't want that criticism. It's really tough for me to take. So all these different characteristics. So that's where it really starts. Um, people understanding. I talk about kind of three levels to to the optimal mindset development. One is is a knowledge. So we have to know what the characteristics are, why those characteristics are important. Um, then we practice those characteristics. And then we start to own those characteristics, right? So, and in this podcast today, we're talking about the knowledge behind it. We'll get into how we practice those in future podcasts. Um, but it starts with understanding why, and it's pretty self-explanatory. Explanatory. Once you go through these with with coaches, players, athletes, why it's so important, what it looks like. 
So it sounds to me like as a coach, you're really taking a situation that could be seen as fixed and you're giving them a plan on how it's not. You're saying this happened. What isn't being given to them is that this isn't final. This is a situation that just occurred and it's just one step on your journey somewhere. Awesome, right. So so that's a great. So what so many athletes get wrapped up in is the outcome of, of, a, of a game, right? So I had a bad game. I'm not a very good athlete or, or whatever it might be, this roller coaster up and down. And yes, so we, we talk about games are just a test. How do we get better at the test the next time? And we try to develop that and push that. It's hard, right? So, so a kid is struggling at the plate, one for his last 12. It gets really hard, and I understand that. Um, but as coaches, if we can, again, go back to controllable aspects, things they have control over. In, in wrestling, as you know, it's a, it's a great thing. Like, I lost that match, but this is what I can work on so I can get better. So my son Will, as as a eighth grader wrestling JV, as an eighth grader, started off his his JV wrestling as an eighth grader, lost his first 12 matches, right? He could have easily said, this sucks, I'm done with wrestling, I keep getting whipped. But he didn't, he stuck with it. Um, He thought after every match, he reflected, what did I do well, what do I need to work on? after every single match, and then he would show up at practice the next day and know the things he needed to work on. He continued to get better and better. One of the guys he lost to early on in that first 12, two months later, he ends up beating the same guy. Like, that's a level, it's the same person, it's the same wrestling mat. There's no other factors in there. Um, It wasn't a different pitcher, he was bad. So, So it was a really good test of, this mindset of I'm not where I want to be how do I get better and if we again focusing on controllable things what can you do at practice to get better what kind of energy do you need to bring to practice to get better all these different controllable aspects start leading you down the road to success and much better development so as a coach I can do my best by teaching my kids to look at what happened and say how do we draw our plan going forward helps me set up practice, helps them identify the skills they may or may not have that they need to develop to have some future test taken. So as a coach, it actually lets me kind of relax and observe and say, what are we doing that's causing the result instead of getting caught up in the fact that, hey, maybe we did lose, so what? We're gonna get better from it. We're gonna write those things down and get better. Awesome, So and, and that's great. And if a coach can really show this, it has a huge impact on the athletes, right? If if you're writing down things in a notebook or a journal and saying, here's what we want to get better, and after the game you say to the guys, you, you don't even have to reflect on a win or a loss, right? Like, here's what we're here's what we did really well today. Here's what we're going to work at work at at practice on Monday. This is how we get better. It really it really rubs off on the athletes. Well, coach doesn't really care if we won or lost he cares about us continuing to get better and better two months from now three months from now with that kind of system guess what coaches you're going to win more games but your athletes are going to start to totally own this mindset of where if I work hard I'm going to get better and that's really really where we want it to get to yeah it sounds like it really takes a lot of the pressure off of that event and uses that event more as a possibility of how am I going to get better, both as a coach and a player? Right, and, and again, we talked in the past about how 
you know, at 13-year-old baseball, 14-year-old, whatever, football, we, we get so wrapped up as coaches in, in this moment, this time, and, and for sure the athletes do the same thing, whereas if we can use it totally as building blocks, what's, what's the big picture here? We want them to be really great high school athletes or make varsity or, or go on to play college. I heard you and Coach Shore talking about he, he has a really good understanding of what his athletes' goals are. Um, so that's really important. Where do these kids want to get to? And as a coach, we, we need to understand that. What are the goals here? Because the, the big goal of my 13-year-old AAA team, it's awesome if we want to win a state tournament, but it's really awesome if they're learning to ve- develop a great mindset, become great team players, root on their buddies, um, have great relationships. So, so understanding that big picture if we do that as coaches, again, it allows our athletes to do that. They really feed off of, especially at younger ages, what our example is for them. If we go cuckoo every time we win or lose, they're gonna do the same thing, right? So, so we need to maintain the big picture. One of the, one of the things I do every year is I have a list of, of what my goals are. And every year, one of those lists is to help create um, the best mindset, optimal mindset for my athletes, and a growth mindset. Carol Dweck stuff is a great place to start with that. And then again, it goes off into Ken Revisa um, and some other more sports-specific coaching stuff. Um, but it's a great place to start this idea of a growth mindset. Well, it sounds to me like one of the questions we hear about. And I know we're going to talk about this in a later episode. Uh, about intrinsic motivation or having the kid love the sport and play, play the game. And it seems like if they feel like they have more control over it, at least they have an idea of how to get to that carrot that they're looking for. The intrinsic motivation is, for me, it's 100% of where it's at. At some point, if you're not intrinsically or internally motivated, internally driven, it's going to go haywire on you. If you're just motivated by your mom or dad yelling at you, at some point, they're not going to be there. That's going to stop motivating you. At, at 16, 17, 18, that starts to happen, I think. We both have kids that are either there or have been there. Um, they don't care what you think anymore, <laughs> right? So that's going to stop working at some point. You need somebody. It's, it's about what they're doing when nobody's looking, yeah. right? Th- those turn into the great athletes and, and, the, and the ones that develop the most not what they're doing when everybody else is doing it because then they all end up at the same place. But if they have a goal of playing Division One or, or beyond, um, it's when nobody's looking. Well, if they're extrinsically motivated or motivated by something outside, why would they work out when nobody's looking? They're only motivated then when somebody's looking or to to serve some bigger purpose. They have to be driven to get in the gym at six in the morning or whatever when nobody else is doing it. That's gonna set them apart um, from everybody else. So the intrinsic motivation is a huge thing. And yes, back to your point, that is developed through a mindset, the optimal mindset of focusing on the controllables, focusing on having a lot of fun, focusing on being a great teammate, having great energy, um, how I respond when a mistake happens, that's something that I control. As soon as athletes start to develop this and not ride the roller coaster, they become more intrinsically motivated. They say, I have control of my destiny, right? 
Again, that's the athlete that, that we want, and those are intrinsically motivated. The ones that feel like it's outside of their control never become intrinsically motivated. So, so as a coach, super important that, that we start to develop that, focus on that, um, put our young athletes in charge of their process, in charge of the controllables, and we step back, and, and not at the younger ages, at 10, 11, 12, we still need to do a good job of, of focusing them uh, on their development. Here's what we need to do. But at 13, 14, start to open things up. Let them control the process. Let them go down the line and handle their warm-ups, see how they do, um, taking control of every aspect of the game. Once they start doing that, it becomes intrinsic. They become self-motivated. They become driven. Whatever their goals are, to try to reach those goals. That's awesome, Travis. I appreciate that reaching out towards that optimal performance. I think we've given coaches enough here to digest today. Uh, we're going to have several, we're going to actually make this a series of shorter podcasts for people to listen in on and say, here's a skill I could bring to practice today or something I can implement. They can reach out to you, I believe, at mindrighttraining.com. You got it. Anything else you want to add in there? No, I, I again, I think in, in future podcasts, we'll, we'll cover more of the tools. Um, so coaches have a toolbox to deliver this information. You can take and use that practice. As soon as you listen to that podcast, the next day you should have some information that, that, that you can use at practice to start creating this culture, creating this development of the growth mindset. Optimal performance, <clears throat> psychology, a big thing today. Coaches, appreciate you listening in. Appreciate it, Trev. Have a My great pleasure. day. My pleasure. And thank you for listening. We also like to thank the Minnesota Youth Athletic Services, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the improvement and delivery of youth sports. You can reach me at associationservices at mys.org for comments or questions. Thank you.